Welcome to Daisy's Door Live, and we're back again with our show, Red, Red, and Brown. And guys, today we have with us, we have with us Michael, and Michael is a new member of our team, and Michael says hi to all of you. Hi, guys. Very happy to be here. My name is Mike. Got some reviews to talk about, and, you know, what are those? What are these reviews that we're going to be talking about? Yeah, so we're going to be reviewing a movie, and we're going to be reviewing a show this week. Of course, there were other movies and shows that were also dropped on various platforms, but one of them was in Marathi with no subtitles, so we can review it. That was Pet Quran. The other movie that dropped on Z5 was June, which we have reviewed for you guys earlier already. So, guys, I hope you got the time to watch it. It is on Z5. And um, the other one was a Tamil movie, which we missed, of course. But we will review for you on this show today, Thar, that dropped on Netflix. And if for, for the uninitiated, if you did not know, Thar is a desert in Rajasthan in India. And then we will also review a, a series, a six-episode series called Home Shanti, which is on Hulu. Um, Hulu's platform Hotstar. So let's get started with her. Michael, you want to do a 30,000 of Tar? Would love to. Well, so, you know, this was actually one of the first, I would say, big Daisy films that I've watched from beginning to end in detail. And man, I can just say that I really, really enjoyed this one. You know, in the very beginning, you know, there were a bunch of different, you know, cultural things just kind of going on that I was trying to pick up on. But this movie really, really clicked about 20 minutes in. They get you really engaged and they show this kind of dual plot timeline going on between uh, the deputy himself and our main antagonist, um, Siddharth, uh, his name was Siddharth, 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 yep. yeah, perfect, not coming off the top of my head the best, but this movie was great, um, you know, I thought that, you know, throughout the entire thing, they let you, you know, kind of piece by piece to build the suspense up until the very end, and one big thing in this movie that I definitely want to be able to explore is masculinity in India. I thought that this movie did a great job at showing what that kind of is and how it kind of comes out. And we'd just love to discuss it more. So, you know, I guess, you know, to kind of first start off, you know, what were some of the things you noticed about that? You know, I noticed that there was just a lot of, you know, body language going on, some different signals between the men that were in this. And I'm really curious to hear on, you know, how that may portray in real life. No, absolutely. So if you did not know, um, Michael is produced by uh, the guy who plays a cop. That's Anil Kapoor. He's, of course, a star. And if you guys haven't yep. Slum Dog Millionaire, this is the guy from Slum Dog Millionaire. But also he's a uh, he's somebody who's been um, who's every inch of a superstar in India for the last four decades or so. And uh, this movie introduces his son, Harshwadhan Kapoor. And the the guy, Siddharth, is played by Harshwadhan Kapoor. And uh, basically, it's a very gritty movie about uh, about crime and punishment, if I may just put it, put it very, you know. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. Um, it's a savage drama. It's savage not only in terms of the story, but also the, the blood and the gore and the skin and swear and everything else that comes with it. But also the landscape has been uh, uh, the way the cinematography, the barren landscape of the desert. This is a place that is um, that's a no man's land, practically on the India-Pakistan border. And uh, the, the the story, the way the way it's been shot. 
the way the story unfolds itself is full of mystery. The antique trader Siddhartha arrives with money and offers work to a lot of local people and tries to win, win their trust. But nobody knows that he also is coming with a grudge and then he has a thirst for revenge. And then he starts picking people up and torturing them and nobody knows why he's torturing them till we finally realize why he's doing that in the end. And we, we actually realize it as the cop uh, unravels the mystery too because there have been people that have... Um, um, that that have been uh, that have been killed and mercilessly tortured uh, before killed. So obviously, uh, the cop is a little um, uh, confused as to why somebody would kill if it was just for the drugs or the money. Nobody would be mercilessly killing, so it had to be some motive more than just drugs and money. So um, I thought the movie was really well shot. I thought the movie was very well uh, put together. Hi guys, this is Azan Samir Khan and you're watching me on Desis.Live. Red, white and brown from Desis.Live, this is Michael Emerald. And so we were talking about Thar, a movie that is streaming on Netflix, starring Anil Kapoor and his son, Harshwadhan Kapoor. So Michael, what do you think? Yeah, so I mean, you know, from the very beginning, was very engaged with the film. You know, they were, did a really good job setting up, you know, the kind of the beginning of this mystery, setting up uh, the character Siddhar and the deputy that was on this case. You know, things that I noticed from the very beginning that I thought, you know, were really, you know, good things to probably talk about was the different kind of, you know, as I mentioned earlier, this masculine energy going on between the characters. You can just watch through interactions that there is, you know, a fight for, you know, some sort of like power or dominance over each other as they just speak. And if you watch Siddhar, act and you know you know do this you can really see that he stands with his bravado he talks you know in a minimalist way in a way that's very pointed as well and i'm very curious to hear too if this translates outside of the movie at all if this is things that are seen you know here in real life um if there's this sort of kind of masculinity or power um dynamic going on between men in india no, true, and uh, you you actually picked that up really well. But there is one on one hand, there's this masculinity. The on the other hand, there is this entire the way women are treated as second class citizens, exactly, uh, with absolutely no rights. The way the guy treats his wife, uh, Chetna, and she absolutely has no rights, uh, literally. And Fatima Sana Sheikh, the actress who plays. Chaitna actually has done quite a fantastic job in, 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 in really, you know, she speaks with her eyes and, and, and in a very understated performance as Chaitna. The quiet desperation, her scenes with Jitinder Joshi as Pana, her husband, are a brilliant portrayal of the dynamics between a man and a wife who, despite being infertile, does not stop believing that she deserves more. And right. the the funny part of this entire thing is that the end of it, when she actually does betray him and sleeps with the stranger, she does get pregnant. So it was never her. It was him who had an issue. But right. she was the one who was blamed and stigmatized her entire life. Of you know, and she was just treated like an outsider. She was treated like like a stigmatized person. Um, but but also, I think um, what I really have to point out is the violence, the level of violence. What are you going to say about that, Michael? 
the scenes were very gruesome. You know, just watching the, you know, watching the different uh, scenes with the Darth and the people that he brought in, but as well as, you know, the scenes that, you know, were portraying domestic violence were very, uh, very hard to watch. But at the same time, they were very well done. The effects were very, very realistic. And, you know, when looking at it closely, you know, you kind of have to turn away because that's how, I mean, that's how good that they're shooting it. And so, you know, I think you know, at first you're thinking that Siddharth is just this, you know, this deranged guy, this psychopath. They do a really good job of showing him in these scenes when he is committing these acts of violence towards these guys, but then also back in the village, being part of the community, uh, talking with the wife, you know, and just kind of being this charismatic guy. And the interactions between him and the cop are just, I think, some of the most, you know, like bring bring up the hairs on your arms as you're as you're watching that. So, you know, the and the different mechanisms as well that he was using to choose to torture, such as uh, staking in his victim to, you know, the ground, you know, ha- you know, hanging them by the wrist on wood on the wood log. And the even most gruesome part was watching a rat chew through the stomachs of his victims. So Siddharth came with a grudge. He took it out on the guys um, that committed an act that he will never forgive. And when you watch this, you may have to cover your eyes a little bit because even for me, I was watching this and was just a little, little, little grossed out to pull it. I know I had to close my eyes through a lot of scenes and we have to tell our listeners that and viewers that yes, we were, we will, we will, we had to, the, the blood and gore element was pretty high. They see the live red, white, and brown with Michael Amaral. And we are here reviewing Atari, which is streaming on Netflix. And we are talking about all the blood and gore that we had to watch when we were reviewing the movie for you guys. And you know what, what we say to you, we say that we watch it so you don't have to. <laughs> so actually, it's the kind of movie that you might end up watching just once in a while. But yes, this movie is just not for family. It is not for kids. It's not for family. There's a lot of sex and swear. There's a lot of violence. There's a lot of blood and gore. But my question is, is this a classic? Um, it, yeah, you know, that's a great question. I really do think that this did have an element of what you would see in classic. It was a great Western film. I think this kind of dual plot that was going on was great to follow along. And there's also a point in the movie where it just clicks. There's a point in the movie where you are so engaged that you do not want to stop. I had this playing on my phone while I was drinking coffee and I was walking around the house with my phone in my hand, watching it, forgetting I had coffee in my hand as well. So there's a point in which, you know, you just become very engrossed. You want to know what's going on. They kind of lead you on throughout the entire movie. There's also a very great uh, Indian car chase scene that I ha- that I enjoyed very much. You know, as you know, when you watch a movie such as Fast and Furious and there's these different action scenes going on, you're used to seeing, you know, the sports cars going around uh, with the people shooting out the back. This was a a makeshift Jeep kind of work work van that was going on with uh you know just a couple of different bandits that were shooting back as well. So I thought the 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 difference between uh, a car chase scene and this kind of a movie and the ones that I'm used to watching were was just really funny to watch. But nonetheless, is this a classic? I definitely think so. I definitely think uh that this just had an element. The the way they shot the movie, the way they used the landscape as well was very well done. Uh, it just had this real gritty uh, element to it that I don't think a lot of other movies can get. 
that's definitely my take on it. What are your thoughts? So I think Shreya Dave captured, who actually is a cinematographer, she captured some really breathtaking sequences. She was really good at it. The editing was all right because it was 108 minutes, which is like a miracle for Indian movies, which sometimes go on for three hours. And there are times when, you know, you're like, you're sitting in a theater and you're like, oh my God, I wish there was a fast forward button somewhere. We could utilize seriously, but Arti Bajaj, the editor, she did a fine job just keeping this under 108 minutes. So love that. Absolutely. Ajay Jayanti's background score was okay. Okay. But was this, uh, so, so where, where do you think I found things amiss here was, all right. So the story covered a lot of underlying issues, the status of women, their safety, of course, the entire caste system, how the caste system permeates every angle of life in India. Gosh, it's horrendous. And of course, the drug trail and how easy it is. I mean, everybody knows it's happening around you and nobody really cares, right? It, the narrative covers each and every aspect of it. But somehow, Along the way, the overtone becomes very, um, it's, it's like a moral science lecture. Yep. Yep. And that is what kind of ticked me off. There's this dialogue. It's obviously, more moralistic. There's this dialogue going on where they're trying to determine whether or not Siddharth is a good guy or not within the movie. Even the deputy in one scene is saying, I don't know who's telling the story. Maybe it's not a villain. Maybe it's a good guy, or maybe it's the supporting character. And I think once this, you know, once it started to progress, you kind of got this moral element that was a little bit weird to kind of, you know, handle because you're watching people get staked into poles while trying to determine whether or not this was a morally correct uh, way to go about that. Um, so I definitely agree with you there. And I definitely agreed with all the past points too, especially with the cast system. Um, there are a lot of, you know, different themes within this movie that, you know, we're talking about it. And I thought that they portrayed it really well, um, as far as my knowledge goes, but this was, um, great. But yeah, you know, uh, if you wanted to continue with that moral element, they were almost, you know, trying to say that this was the way to, you know, get revenge by taking three or four guys and, I mean, brutally brutally torturing them absolutely so what what we would say our recommendation would be a one-time watch and uh, you know yes it's not a family movie we recommend that you get yourself um really prepared for a lot of violence and some scenes where you can you can always we can see skin you can you can see flesh and blood and you know really stark i mean if you've seen mirzapur this is way worse um guys so so yeah um a one-time watch enough and um I think that's our that's our review. That's our recommendation. You are listening to Daisy's Live, Red, Red, and Brown with Michael and Morale. And away on a review, another show for you today. And this show is called Home Shanti. And it is streaming on Hulu, Hulu's Hotstar Hub. And it is on a Hotstar special category. And it is a slice of life show that centers on Mr. Joshi's lovely family lives in Dehradun. And uh, Michael, did you get get the time to watch it? I did. This was a great show to get to watch. And you know, as you were saying, it was getting to explore the family here. And you know, I would love to just kind of talk about the family dynamics going on uh, within the show. I think there are definitely some great moments in this that we can, uh, you know, definitely kind of dive deep on. 
as well and get to talk about, you know, just the kind of family dynamics that were going on, um, how those portray outside of the show and, you know, just kind of go from there. Sure. Sure. Let's get, um, do, do, you want, do you want me to give you 30000 and then we can talk more about it? Sure. Would love to. So this is a story of Umesh Joshi, who's a writer and a poet. And his wife, Sarala, is the vice principal for local government school. And they have teenage kids, uh, Jigyasa and Naman. Jigyasa is played by Chakuri Devedi, Naman Poojan Chabra. Umesh Joshi is Manoj Pawa, who's also the director-writer of the show. And Sola Joshi is the great actress, Supriya Bhattak. And they, the family uh, is planning to leave their government home and build their own home now that the mother is going to retire. And so this is a story of them planning their own home in a budget that obviously, you know, they're gov- they, they, they've been working for the government for, for the longest time and they don't have a lot of money. So the entire series is about how a normal small family wants to build a home, but all the issues that they have with Bridging the gap between the dreams and those of the children and and the home that they want to build and live in. So that's the entire six episodes of the series. Perfect, perfect. And you know, I think it's also worth you know exploring too. Is what is this ideal home that you want to kind of you know set up for for your family uh, to grow up in? You know, as you mentioned, you know, working in the government, you know, not receiving the most amount of money in the world to be able to provide this. Is certainly a problem that they're facing, but also kind of balancing to, you know, how much to spend, where to relocate, uh, and what's next in the future, you know, given this new home, I think is definitely something, um, you know, worth touching on as well. And, you know, the series just picks up very slowly, and the opening episodes are, you know, sometimes I felt the jokes did not land, or the one-liner seems a little, seems a little pretentious, but... But they grow on you. I mean, you have to be very patient with the series and you lose interest in a while because, um, you know, maybe it's not, it's because you, you, you really don't see yourself in the situation, um, as, as us. Maybe because we live here in America, we don't see ourselves in this situation. But obviously, there is a huge population in India that might see themselves in that situation and agree or or empathize with the writing. Um, but but if you stay with the series patiently, it might grow on you in, from the third or fourth episode onwards. Um, the the family is is concerned about the dream home. They they want the the kids want certain rooms, like the girl wants her own bathroom, and but the boy wants his own gym. Uh, uh, in the home, um, you know, the girl wants to apply makeup to attract the boys, and the, and the and the guy wants his gym so that he could invite the chicks over. So they have their own things going on. Um, but but the entire world world building of the series is slow to start with, which might actually impact your patience levels as as the series begin. Michael Emeraldbach, Good Daisies are Live Red, White, and Brown. And we were talking about Home Shanti, which is streaming on Hulu. And we were talking about how Manuj Pawa's Home Shanti is a slice in the right story of a couple and their kids trying to make 
um, their home happen in a city where everybody has different expectations and everything else is crazy. Um, but but um, before before we tell you exactly how it happens in the six episodes, we have to tell you that home shanti is definitely endearing in parts. You have to be a lot patient um, with it as it takes off, but it's endearing in parts. And in the, the plot themes, there are there are there are you know little things that will kind of touch the chord with you, even even if you you don't live in India or you don't you've never been to India. The performances are really good. Um, you know, Manoj Bawa is great, is a great performer. So is Supriya Patak. Um, the episodic storytelling is um, is kind of slightly inconsistent, but the struggles of a small town family while constructing their home are real. Um, you know the way that they have to deal with the contractor who's who's making their home, the way they you know they they they're completely dri- driven crazy by the architects, the types of architects that come their way, the way they have to make sure that they don't get robbed of the material. Uh, you know Murphy's law kicks in, and whatever has to has to go wrong goes wrong, and um, you know. Uh, how the world has changed around them when uh, the priest who has come to do the puja has his own startup. <laughs> he's raised twenty million. Right, right. He's, he's raised twenty million for his startup for doing <laughs> online pujas. So all of those things are really cute, uh, in uh, cutely kind of you know put together in the six episodes. Michael, what did you think about that? Yeah, you know, I think you definitely hit um, some perfect points there. You know, very cute moments throughout this. And you can, like I said, really get this kind of like family dynamic um, as you're watching the show. And, you know, as you said, you know, you're absolutely correct. You know, this is something that a lot of families do go through. This is a very real thing that happens, you know, not only just in India, but also, you know, in the United States and, you know, many other parts where, you know, the middle class is this kind of, you know, very large demographic. And you will have, um, you know, within the middle class, there are always, you know, certain expectations that you're trying to also meet. You're also trying to meet those for your kids so that the kids can then go and, you know, have, um, you know, the lives that they're kind of, you know, surrounded by, you know, for the, for the son, he wants the gem for the daughter. She wants, you know, a nice room for the makeup to attract guys. And, you know, it's very, you know, no matter who you are, whether you're um, a parent, you know, a child, or even, you know, somewhere in between, you can definitely find some relatability in this show, which I think is definitely a good reason to give it a watch. As well as some of the cute moments in between, I do think you will uh, end up enjoying this, but would love to be able to talk about more here soon. The Red Line Brown from Daisy's Alive with Michael and Weaver. And we were talking about Home Shanti that is streaming on Hulu and Manoj Pao and Supriya Patek lead the way on the acting front on in this show and Chakori Devedi Puja Chhabra as the Joshi kids actually do the bit to show of the show too. Um, Nutan Surya, who's the uh, Nani G, actually does uh, pretty good in, in her sporadic video calls as well. Um, the sibling banter just take, um, the, it's, it's actually pretty frequent during the show and leads to serious altercations and differences between husband and wife also turn up into full-blown uh, fights. Um, and oftentimes the neighbors also get involved. Um, so on the whole, this entire series, um, for me, Michael, it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it was as if it was ha- 
happening to somebody else's life. It, I was, you know, you could have been anybody observing it. It did not affect me emotionally enough to get involved. Right. So it could have been playing on the television and I could have gone and done all my thousand chores and come back. And that's it. It was very observational. You know, I think you kind of hit that very well in the sense that you're observing someone else's life and the impact on your own, it's not quite there, you know, as compared to different things, you know, even though it is relatable, it's not necessarily um, this thing that you're watching and you, you know, you feel a big impact towards, you're not really like, I would say too invested in the characters either. Uh, whereas, you know, in other shows, you kind of see this development occurs throughout the entire you know course of the show or the movie. And this, you're just kind of watching the characters be characters and, you know, from that, there are some things you can gain. You know, you can, like I said, you can relate to it on a certain level. You can kind of observe that there are certain behaviors that, you know, persist outside of your life that may be in other people's lives. But you're right. Like, there is, you know, just some sort of element to it where, you know, if you were to just pick up a random episode of it and, you know, not watch it in order, you could probably get just as much out of it as if you were watching it sequentially. So, you know, that's that's kind of my take there. Some things that they could work on. The performances were great, though, especially from the kids. I thought the child actors uh, were pretty good in this. Um, and, yeah, you know, overall, you know, I would give it a one-time watch. It's definitely worth watching, but not necessarily, you know, one of those things that you can really binge and rewatch over and over again. If you can rewatch this over and over again, props to you. But I'm giving this a one-time watch. Absolutely. And, you know, what we say about why we watch the shows it's because so you don't have to and we're telling you that well you know you don't have to it's not the kind of show that you have to have to when we right. tell you you have to we tell you we have to but this is no, not you have show. to you gotta definitely not that show well with that we come to the end of our show today and we shall see you next week with more views reviews and more news so michael we say bye Signing off. This is Michael. It's been great here at Daisy Live. And this is Mira saying bye at Daisy's Dog Live.